You're listening to the Christian Civics Podcast, exploring how the gospel empowers us to think, speak, and act differently in the public square. I'm your host, Rick Barry, the co-founder and executive director of the Center for Christian Civics. Way back when our ministry was still basically just a blog that Danny and I ran with a few friends, we held a series of prayer calls with our readers ahead of the 2016 election. We really loved those calls, but they only existed for 15 minutes every two weeks. If you missed it, you were out of luck. Now, we're in another election year, and by God's grace, we've moved past a lot of the things that made it hard to record podcast episodes regularly. So, starting this week, in addition to the longer episodes we usually do that have like interviews or class excerpts or commentary in them, we're also going to release shorter prayer call style episodes, and we're going to release them more frequently. Some of these prayer call episodes will just have one prayer. Some of them will have two or three prayers led by guests. Our hope is that if you're looking for people to pray along with, which is something I know I need more often than I'm usually willing to admit, or if you're looking for models for how to lead other people in prayer, these podcasts will be just what you're looking for. You should look for a new episode, either a longer one or a shorter prayer-focused one, every week. This week, we're going to start the series off by praying through Psalm 46 together. So, we'll have actor Rex Doherty read the scripture passage, then I'll lead us in prayer. God is a shelter and strength for us, a help in straits, readily found. Therefore we fear not when the earth breaks apart, when mountains collapse in the heart of the seas. Its waters roar and roil, mountains heave in its surge. A stream, its rivulets gladden God's town, the holy dwelling of the Most High. God in its midst, it will not collapse. God helps it as morning breaks. Nations roar and kingdoms collapse. He sends forth his voice and earth melts. The Lord of armies is with us, a fortress for us, Jacob's God. Go, behold the acts of the Lord, who made desolations on earth, caused waters to cease to the end of the earth. The bow he has broken and splintered the spear and chariots burned in fire. Let go, and know that I am God. I loom among nations. I loom upon earth. The Lord of armies is with us, a fortress for us, Jacob's God. Please pray with me. Father, pandemic is a scary word. It's a big word, it's a dramatic word, and the way the world around us has responded to it over the last few weeks has been just as dramatic. Some of us coming to you today have lost savings over the last few weeks. Some of us have lost jobs. Some of us have lost health. Some of us have lost loved ones. And most of us feel like 
to one degree or another for one reason or another, we're losing our minds. This is not the first time your people have watched the world we thought we knew change drastically. Social structures have been overturned. Nations have risen and fallen. The very ground under our feet has, at times, split apart and shifted in an instant. We've found ourselves in places that used to be familiar but aren't anymore. Over and over and over again, you tell us that when we lose our grip on the things we thought we knew, that doesn't mean you've lost your grip on us. Each of us praying today asks you to speak that truth to us consistently and repeatedly in the coming weeks. When we're tempted to be afraid, remind us of your promise to guard us. When we're tempted to be reckless, remind us of the enormous price you paid to give us that guarantee. When we're tempted to despair, remind us that the day of the Lord is coming as surely as the Son of the Lord got up from the dead. Speak these truths to us through your word, through our brothers and sisters, and through the still, small voice of your Spirit. And when we suffer real loss, remind us that you know that loss. Your Son wept and raged alongside us. And give us the ability to grieve honestly and with hope. Thank you that you've given so many of us the ability to connect with one another, even while we're isolated. For every prayer happening over Skype, every homily being delivered over Zoom, every phone call offering sympathy, encouragement, and love, thank you. It looks like more towns and more states are going to restrict travel before this crisis passes, and we are asking you, as your people, your hands and feet on this earth, show us how to make the most of this time. Show us how to build one another up, how to show mercy and grace and generosity to the people around us who are most vulnerable, and how to shine like lamps on stands in this era of social distancing. Help us especially to hold one another accountable for the way we speak online. The words we speak reflect on you. We bear your name. We carry your banner. For those of us who use Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms, we go into this knowing that we can't know everything. We go into this knowing that there are going to be times when we say things improperly or when we get facts wrong when we accidentally dishonor the truth that you say will set us free. And so we ask you to give us brothers and sisters who can correct us in love and make us quick to listen, slow to speak, and humble enough to correct ourselves when we need to. We want to speak words that are life-giving. You've given us every reason to be calm and brave. Not to deny the danger around us, but to respond to it appropriately. Give us hearts that break for people who don't know the security that you offer. And out of the overflow of those hearts, let our mouths speak. So many of our churches usually find ways to fulfill your commands to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, care for the widows, and visit the prisoners. 
but following through on that will be harder during this pandemic. We pray for every person who relies on our churches for their daily bread and for their daily experience of love. We pray for every church and every nonprofit that is working quickly to find ways to continue meeting those needs, even in light of the emergency declarations sweeping the country and the world. This virus crawls across the world, but you loom over the world. And so, along with Dr. Petrie, who led us in prayer last week, we ask you boldly to heal the sick and halt the spread of this virus. Let the world behold the wonder of your power and love. Our Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand, and we will get to stand too. We pray all of these things in his name, so that when we get to stand, we will get to see so many more people glorifying him than we expected. Let millions of our neighbors learn to sing his praises for the first time because of the way they see his people model his unique combination of wisdom, patience, grace, truth, and enthusiastic, irrepressible, sacrificial love during this pandemic. Amen. Okay, before we go, I have some quick housekeeping that's actually going to lead to another prayer request. I mentioned up top that our ministries finally moved past some of the things that made it hard for us to record podcasts regularly. A lot of those constraints were logistical and pretty boring, but one of the biggest ones is that I wasn't very healthy last year. For the last few years, honestly, but last year was especially bad. I was completely out of commission for a few months, and I was barely able to work a couple hours a day for a few more months after that. I'm fine now. I've felt God's grace and mercy and his healing hand, and he has worked powerfully through the gifts and talents he gave some really great doctors. But this ministry wouldn't be here anymore without a lot of people who stepped up and kept the wheels turning without me. So first... I want to thank last year's summer interns, Kernisha Williams and Zach Graber. Things changed on them a lot when I got sick, but they changed gears incredibly well. Next, our advisory council and executive board, and my co-founder, Danny Leva. Danny and the board and the advisory council and my wife, Haley, filled in a lot of gaps for me, and they worked with me to make big changes to how our team is structured and how we work together. The end result was that our ministry could keep going while I was out, and everything worked even better once I was finally back. We even added new members to our team in the middle of all of this, and I want to welcome Dr. Vincent Baycoat to our advisory council, and I want to welcome Daniel Chun, Conlon Northcutt, and Stacy Scholl to our executive board. And I want to thank the dozens of people who started supporting our ministry for the first time over the last four months. Thanks to you all, I'm able to say for the first time ever that I'm confident this ministry will still exist a year from now. Your support also made it possible for us to bring on two part-time staff members for the last couple months of 2019, Melissa Musser and Elizabeth Leroy. For everything that was hard about last year, I'm more excited about our ministry in 2020 than I ever have been before. 
Without your support and their hard work, I really don't see what tools God would have used to get us to this point. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been blessed by our work in any way, shape, or form, please take a quick moment to thank God for all of the people I just mentioned. It's okay to even pause the podcast for a second to do that. All right, that's all the mushy stuff. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you for praying for this ministry. And thanks to Rex Doherty for our scripture reading. You can find more information about him on our website. We'll be back next week with more prayers, more stories from the front lines of faith and civic life, and more exploration of how the gospel empowers us to think, speak, and act differently in the public square. Until next time, I'm Rick Barry, the co-founder and executive director of the Center for Christian Civics, and I can't wait to join you again.